You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowlandson. I'm joined by Ashley Priest on Tuesday morning. Ash, how are you? It's getting mixed up with the days now. Times in Australia, days it. <laughs> oh, mate, it's going to be a nightmare this next this next ten days or so. Trying to work out what time you're working and what what that translates to over here. Um, yeah, obviously you're going to Australia. Look at you. It's not as hot today in the UK, which is, which is nice. I wanted to get this out of the way before it gets sunny and, and really hot in this room. Um, we've got plenty to talk about going back to Warsaw, even a bit of housekeeping with some players going out on loan. The new kit has obviously launched since we last spoke as well. And then we'll turn our attention to Australia as well. New kit, first of all, the first kind of glimpse we got of it in action was on Saturday against Warsaw. What do you think of it? Do you like it? So it's quite plain, isn't it, really? Um, I like the rubber badge elements. Quite like a rubber badge, but yeah, it seems okay. Seems I haven't seen it in the, I haven't seen it up close and personal. I haven't touched it, kind of thing. But it looks okay. Um, does what it says on the tin, doesn't it? Really, and um, I think it's a bit, bit better quality this year, a bit better fitting. And um, ju- judging by the other, other, other kit prices, I think I've sent you a list of the kit prices, Dan. It's not. I know, I know it's gone up, but that's, everything's gone up. I think the Arsenal shirt's hundred quid for the for the for the normal shirt. So, mm. so it's one of them ones. But yeah. Um, I'm more intrigued by the away one. I always am with the away kits. So yeah. uh, we'll, we'll wait for that one. Yeah, I saw a piece from Rob Warner, who we had on the podcast probably a year, year and a half ago, the, the kit designer who did the Italy show in 2006. Yeah, if you haven't seen that, when we talked about his kind of favourite Villa kit and stuff, that's still relevant. You can go and see that. But he was saying about how when a club gets a new kit manufacturer, it's obviously Castor for us this year, they always tend to seem to play it fairly safe in their first season because there's oh, okay. always an uptick in, in sales in the first year because it's something new. I call the shirts I've got behind me. It looks different just because it's a different manufacturer for a start, whether it's, you know, claret body blue sleeves, it's still similar, but new badge kind of, you know, there is that uptick in sales. So they play it safe knowing that there's going to be an increase anyway, and then they kind of go a little bit more experimental as that kind of multi-year um, deal progresses. So maybe we'll see something a bit more inventive next year. I like it. I don't mind it. I like it kind of classy and simple. I like a collar. There's a lot of collars on shirts across the Premier League this year. I don't mind a collar. Um, we've not really seen much kind of rumours in terms of an away kit but a lot of the training wear is a pale kind of blue off-white blue yeah. colour so you would assume it would it'd marry up with that on to Warsaw then the game itself it was a, it was a 4-0 I was working elsewhere um, so I didn't, didn't catch the game but I've seen the goals back on social media and on, on the highlights and stuff um, we talked before the game about how important is is the, the results across pre-season and it's, we've kind of agreed it's not that important but it's all, always nice to win and a good day out for 4,000 Villa fans in the sun watching your team win 4-0 after after a few weeks away from football. It's, it's lovely, isn't it, to be back? 4,000 Villa fans, there's more than that, Dan, in the, in the home end and whatnot. It was Warsaw's biggest gate for eight years, 9,500 down there and Villa... Villa didn't take a penny from the gate receipts from the away fans. They, they nice. gave it all gave it all to Warsaw. Their manager Michael Flynn was was very very complimentary of Villa. So yeah, nice little um, it's a nice annual annual pre season trip for fans. Isn't it? Everyone's, everyone loves that one. I think it's a good 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 stomping ground for some of the Villa's youngsters to go to. You know, um, League Two, yeah. decent setup down there. Good manager. I think I think I think Villa, Villa are missing a trick. I know I know Tyreek Wright went down there. Last season, but I think more, more Villa youngsters should go and go and play their play their stuff at Warsaw. I think is it, yeah. I think that the relations are very good between the two clubs, and nice touch from Villa to, to give to give them all the gate receipts at the weekend as well. So yeah, good good atmosphere down there. A um, lot of excitement as there always is as the coach is pulling in. Yeah, two different tens. I think Sini Salah played in goal for, for both halves. Mm-hmm. A couple of youngsters got a chance to impress, and obviously a couple have headed out now. Sini Salah's gone to Burton. 
And Finnas has gone to Plymouth, and Finnas has signed a new contract in doing so. At Villa, so he's been he's been impressive um, throughout the first few weeks, and he'll step up to League One football now. But yeah, I've got to see Diego Carlos in the flesh, as we mentioned. Uh, Watkins back in the goals, and obviously Cameron Archer as well. So good run out, and obviously they landed in in Australia last night, which is I think it's, uh, um, it's even there now. So yeah, but they they had a session today. Um, and yeah, it's all systems go for Leeds at the weekend. Um, I know you did a, a post-match debrief with, with Matt Davis on the Warsaw game, 10, 12 minutes or so. So if fans have missed that, you can have a bit more detail on Warsaw there. Uh, there's no point us repeating ourselves too much. Was there one player that you were impressed with more so than anyone else or one that you were keen to, to see and, and were happy to see that they proved you right or anything like that? I quite like Morgan Sanson, you know. I think he, he looked quite good. He looked, looked fit and looked, he had a bit between his teeth to really prove something. He always looked to attack and, and feed the front two. Yeah, I think Morgan Sanson was, was my pick. I know it's only Warsaw, but you want to see that, that you want to see if they're up for it, not just coasting. And Morgan well, Sanson... Yeah, the flip side of that, that argument of it's only Warsaw is if the, if a player was rubbish, you'd be going, yeah. mm, it's only Warsaw and they didn't look great. So, yeah, yeah. you do expect us to, to roll them over, Premier League opposition against League Two, but... That's the point. <laughs> you yeah. want to be able to see that players are performing. Yeah, and Cameron Archer's finishing ability as well. I didn't touch the ball much, but one on one, you put your house on him scoring now. So his hot streak continues, and and yeah, long may that continue, mate. Talking of finishes, Villa posted a clip of John McGinn yesterday. I think it was of him putting a goal away in training with a, a lovely kind of sweet half follow with his with his left foot. Thinking about your shout for him getting more goals next season. I saw we could just put that on social media. And people <laughs> like, oh, McGinn's, McGinn's only scored like nine goals in his Villa career. He's not going to score ten next season, but he's further forward and he's got a bit of support behind him. Yeah, be a big big season for McGinn. Let's touch on those those loans that you mentioned then, Azaz and Sinisalo. We talked uh, last week, I think it was, particularly about uh, Azaz, and I was saying you know he's a bit older than some of the current crop. Sorry, um, and that he's already twenty one. Um, some of the, like, the Villa youngsters that you're kind of hanging your hat on to be the next next level at 16 or 17 at the moment. So, yeah. you know, is he, is he a bit too old kind of thing? And I, I saw a YouTube comment saying that you know, I clearly don't watch a blue enough to, to realise that he is a talent and this kind of thing. But, you know, the people at the club that, that watch him week in, week out and know a lot more about football than I do and you do and, and most people watching this think that he's he's ready to go out and have another season, a full season on loan at a higher level than last year, but isn't yep. quite ready to, to make anything with Villa so far. It is a little bit of, of make or break, isn't it? The older you get, you've got to impress somewhere else before you, before you get a chance here. I wasn't writing Finazaz off because he looks he obviously does look a, a decent talent, but he's got to go and prove it elsewhere before he gets a chance at Villa, unlike someone like Cameron Archer, who's a, yeah. a few years prior and we're all going, yeah, start him now. Yeah, yeah. if you think it'll be a light bloomer, Dan. Um, you've seen yeah, your Vardy's and Ian Wright's come Come, come to the fore light, a bit, a bit light on in their careers good move for him Plymouth big club down in League 1 I think he signed a new Villa deal Dan so Villa, Villa must think highly of him he's 22 in September for those that were at Warsaw on Saturday as well for, first glimpse of him he's, he's six over 6 foot real size good on the ball Punch, punches, punches the ball into the, the forward players good on the half turn and he played quite well with Nakamba next to him. So, yeah, all, all for this move. He was League 2 Young Player of the Year last season. He's going to play play a league above now in League 1. Rips that up. You, you never know. I've seen a few shouts. Finch should be playing in the Championship. I think I think he probably should. But I think this this move makes sense. Schumacher will look, look, look after him down there. He'll, he'll play week in, week out. And Villa will, will check back in with him uh, next summer. So, yeah, excited by Finch. Sini Salo, yeah, he's gone to Burton. He wants to play play football. He'll be number one at Burton. I'm, I'm sure of that. And it means Philip Marsh will be number three at Villa at the moment. Louis Barry could be some movement this week with Louis. 
Um, I watched him down at Chasetown last week. He has really bulked up in size. That that that, that Sweden loan um, really beneficial for him. Really really kicked him on. He's developed physically now. Um, tore it up last week at Chasetown. Really winning eight two. Good good atmosphere down there for those that, that those that weren't aware of that one. But yeah, uh, League One clubs in for Louis as well. Could have could have an announcement this week. We'll see with that one. And yeah, but like I say, Villa Villa should wrap up the deal. I know they've agreed one with Ludwig Augustinson. Get my words out. <laughs> and it could mean Ben Chris, Ben Chris could head out, Dan, as we know. Um, yeah. So there's, there's lots happening. Yeah, you would assume so. This is when people were talking last week or a couple of weeks ago about it all being a bit quiet once one kind of position starts to, to move. There's that dominant yeah, for, for mm-hmm. a few. Ash Young signs a new contract. Villa signed yeah. a reserve left back in Ludwig Augustinson, which is lovely and easy to say. I mean, if you're paying per letter for, for prices uh, for players on the back of the yeah. they want to avoid. Played with Carlos for, for Sevilla last season and Olsen in the national team. Honestly, don't don't know much about him. He's obviously not going to be any better than, than Luca Dean, but he's probably better than Ashley Young as a backup left back, and that allows Ben Crescent to go out on loan to League One for him as well. Do you think? Well, yeah, or League Two. Yeah, we want to want to rush him too soon. We see Mullery Bay went to League One, made that jump a bit too soon. Didn't really play yeah. too much. Whereas Kane Kessler Hayden went to Swindon in League Two and did really well. So I think League Two would probably be suiting better. How's the, how's the squad shaping up for Villa now? That's the is that the fifth official signing now. I think Olsen, Coutinho, yep. Kamara, Carlos, and Augustinson. We said last week, would you be happy if there was no more signings? We have got that backup backup left back now that we thought we probably needed, and it probably puts minutes for Ashley Young uh, even less. Um, so you happy? Happy, yeah, uh, yeah. It's um, strengthens the, the the strength in depth uh, depth a little bit, and I, th- I think we're one or two two away from having that complete squad. Dan, if you're asking me now, midfielder obviously to come in and to provide that that fierce competition. Gerard loves and Gerard wants. So he spoke about that last week, didn't he? Whether that's on a, a number six or a number eight, you know. Um, obviously, Kamara's been brought in as a number six, but judging by Gerard's comments last week, he, he won't be afraid to play him as an eight as well, and. He's, He's got all the capability, capabilities to do that and and, re, and, and and excel in the final third. So, yeah, midfielder for me. And then once they're back from ours, I think they'll have a look at Archer and Davies' situations. One, I think one will probably head out out of those yeah. two. And I think one, a, a new striker could, could well come in. So we'll see with them one. So, yeah, midfielder and a striker away from having a complete squad for me. And obviously, Billy's squad is quite heavy at the moment. Your guys, your Gil Bears, what's their future saying? Obviously, overnight, can't he chuck my wake up? What's happening with him? Mm-hmm. I've been told he hasn't arrived in Australia yet, but we'll, we'll see clarification on that. Couldn't wait to see, see Villa's squad out there, their full squad for the tour. Who's gone, who hasn't? So we'll see with that one. A lot of interesting developments happening. Villa want to move a, a few players on, obviously. So we'll see. But um, yeah, um, domino effects as well, mate, I think. Couple, couple more to head out and a couple more to head in. Romano tweeted it like late last night. I think that Barcelona are seriously interested in kind of monitoring the situation. Yep. <sighs> kind of a bit. I know. Shrug my shoulders about it all now. Just keep rumbling on. This team's interested. This team isn't. Will he sign? Will it, won't he sign? We'll just keep talking about if buts and maybe's and doesn't really get any, get us anywhere, does it? Yeah, no, it doesn't. I think Khan is still, still assessing his options. I think he's still weighing, weighing his future up. Yeah, the under-19 under championship finished 10, 10, or 10 or 11 days ago now. So, yeah, he's still weighing things up. He's speaking to his representatives and we'll see if he's see if he's down under. If not, you got you got to question his future and where's he going to be come the start of the season. So, so yeah, we'll see with that one. It's rumbling on. It will. Uh, how annoying. I know it's annoying, but what will be, will be with Carney. Um, the ball's in his court. 
We've all, we've all seen Gerard's comments by now. He wants him to stay. His future belongs here, but ultimately, it's down to the player, then, as we know. Yeah, player power is, is king. Um, should we talk about Australia, then, and play the little intro that I've made? Oh, duh. I, I ain't seen it yet. Go on. It's the didgeridoo music for me. That it makes is, that. Yeah. That's, that's the best part. Um, Ash down <laughs> under, a little pre-season content, I guess we'll say. You've got a, a daily, is it daily newsletter that you're doing? That yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. So you can sign up to the link. I'll put that in the description of this um, YouTube video and on Facebook Live later. And um, you can get daily musings from Ash. Well, so we're doing a lot of video stuff on our social media accounts and some of that will probably filter over to the podcast as well. And um, we'll probably check in with you on these kind of Facebook Lives maybe every a couple of days maybe depending on, on what's happening over there in terms of training sessions and, and stuff like that um, and obviously there's the three matches so just explain to us when are you going when do you arrive what is the the, the format for the games tell us as yeah. much as you can about yeah. the, uh, the Australia tour so yeah Villa are currently based in the Gold Coast at the moment we've got, we've got a couple more sessions planned this week I fly out from Birmingham on Thursday afternoon 20 past 2 and then I land in Brisbane at half 10 Friday night Brisbane time which back here, it's, it's lunchtime Friday. So I'll, I'll, jump up, I'll probably jump on with you at some stage. Saturday, bit of a free day for me. Um, I see how I am jet lag-wise, I'm not sure. Any, any, t- any tips to do with the jet lag are welcome in the comments, please. Do you stay up? Do you have a bit of a kip? I don't know. So um, we'll play it by air, so it'll stay to me in, in Friday when I land. Is this like the longest trip that you've done like for holidays and stuff as well? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, 100%. The, mo- the most um, exotic you got for me is Tenerife. So, this, yeah, this is no this beats like your hands down. No. I went to Minnesota, oh. did, did 9 2019. Uh, of course, yeah. I didn't really have jet lag there, to be fair. I managed it quite well. So you're better off getting to their time zone as quick as you can. Yeah. If you're not there for long, you can probably stick on the UK one and just be up late or awake yeah. early or whatever. I remember going to America as a, as a, as a teenager a few times with, with family and stuff, and it, that's a five-hour difference. And you feel jet lag more on the journey back, I think. That's what yeah. I found anyway. I got back to the UK and was just, was just dead. So I think if you kind of stay awake till Australian time and then manage to sleep on their schedule as soon as you can. That is probably the best way. Ian in the comments says, Ash, there's no free day. You'll be in the boozer with us. There's actually a few comments from people watching this video in Australia uh, saying like it's good to see see Villa Grove there and they'll be watching them live for the first time. 100%, yeah. I can't wait for that. I met loads in Minnesota. Um, obviously, Villa, Villa have been stateside a number of times. This is a first. First ever in the club's history going down, down to Australia. And do you think about the amount of expats down there? Um, yeah, I mean, it's be incredible. Um, it's massive, and like you say, yeah, I think there's a bit of a shindig at the Pig and Whistle in Brisbane on Saturday. What a so name that is for a Pig and Whistle. Yeah, oh, so I'll be, down, I'll be down there. I'll do, do some video, probably do a report for the, report for the morning. So obviously, I think fans will know what it's like down there. So looking to get, get in amongst it. Mine's a lager. I don't know what the lager is down there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll have a few of them. Don't tell Steve, Dan. All right. There's a bit of a do on four, five o'clock onwards on the Saturday night. And then it's game day Sunday. Got Leeds on the Sunday, Dan. Suncorp Stadium. I've seen photos of that. Look, it looks brilliant. The usual match day stuff on, on the Sunday. Having the bacon sandwiches in the morning. They can just watch, watch the live blog. I'll be blogging from there. Player ratings, talking points. Hopefully get Stevie and the manager. So yeah, do the usual match day stuff. And then Monday. Yeah, I'm still in Brisbane on the Monday. And then there's an open training session in Townsville on the Tuesday, I believe. Um, just waiting for confirmation on that. So we're going to have an open training session for fans on the Tuesday up in Townsville, which is two-hour flights away from Brisbane. Uh, okay. And then it, 
They've got Brisbane Roar on the Wednesday, and then a flight to Perth on the Thursday. Get there late Thursday. Yeah, Friday's free day for me. I'll be following some updates, no doubt. And then Saturday's the game against Man U. Sunday, yeah, I'm on a late flight Sunday. So if anyone's sticking around in Perth on the Sunday, I mean, I, I don't fly until half ten on the night. So a few drives on the Sunday, and then that's it then. I'll be back in Birmingham Monday afternoon, and then Villa, Villa completed it. Three three games. So on to Rennes then, I'll be in France. How much do you think the travelling will affect the, the squad and the players? Because... You know, you think of going on pre-season tour and in previous years we've gone to Portugal a lot of times with Steve Bruce um, and those obviously short trips and you come and kind of go back and it's it's the same day <laughs> going back to Australia. It's, you come back on a different day from the day that you left. Even the, the midweek kind of thing that you're travelling across Australia and that's an eight-hour flight. I mean, an eight-hour flight to, to the States or whatever kind of throws yeah. you around a little bit. So doing all that travelling in, in such a short space of time. I know they're, they're fit athletes and they've kind of got all their food down to every last calorie given to, to what they're supposed to have and, and skip sleep schedules and stuff like that, much more than you on, on the beers and late nights and stuff like that. But still, it's a lot of travelling and that, that does take it out of you. So I'm hoping that doesn't kind of impede on the fitness side of things because that's what pre-season is all about, getting fit. Yeah, I thought it was quite clever to have the international players go over there earlier, climatise a little bit, get used to get used to the jet lag. I think I think the um, your McGinn's, your Coutinho's, Martinez's, they've been in Australia for five days now. They've been over there for five days. I think they had a bit, a bit of a recovery session when they landed. So they're fine. It's the other boys that, that left Birmingham on Sunday. They arrived late. It, it, Brisbane time, it was quite late. It was... And they got in about one, one or two in the morning. Yeah, and then obviously it's it's double sessions this week. I, I think they've got a day off planned as well, and then they've got a double session on the Saturday, and then they've got leads on the Sunday. So it's really intense. It's not too bad. They're based in the Gold Coast, obviously. I spent I spent loads of time there, and then a little bit of travelling for the Raw and the Man U game, but not too bad. And like you say, the early group that went over there, fine now. It's just about the, the other players that played against Warsaw. They'll acclimatise yeah. to it. They're, I'll be a bit, a bit jaded a little bit, but as the weeks pass, as the sessions pass, I'll be fine. Pretty much the final thing for me, I want you to kind of split this into two answers though, in, in terms of what you're most excited about, obviously going to pre-season, I'm very jealous that you get to go and, and do all this travelling. Uh, what are you most excited about from an experience point of view, like going over there and being in Australia and from a, a football point of view, what what two things are you looking forward to? Experience was just seeing the Aussies and the, the expats out there, the Villa fans who, 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 who watch you from afar all the time, can't get the, haven't been down the Villa for ages. It's it's a bit of um me and you down, we, we, we go every week, don't we? To, we take it for granted. granted. Yeah, hundred percent, we do. So look, look, looking forward to getting amongst the fans, speaking to them, making making a few pals, sharing a few beers with the fans, and getting amongst amongst them lot. So that, that's what I'm looking to take from me. I had a great time in Minnesota doing that, speaking to people and. That's what it's about. And in terms of football-wise, see, I think, see, I think shape up, obviously, Coutinho, Buendia, um, how they line up, any any system tweaks. See what Critchley's like, up close and personal. Um, Diego Carlos, like you say, the new signings. Ludwig, will he fly over? I'm guessing he will over the next few days. Should, should that Should be confirmed? See what he's like. And yeah, yeah, a couple of the youngsters coming in. I like, I like, I like seeing the little tidbits from even on Warsaw on Saturday, just Gerard pulling Feeney over, 17-year-old centre-back, pulling him over. He was telling, just telling him what to expect playing men's football. Little, little bits like that, little 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 talking points you can take from it. And um, yeah, it'd be great to be over there. I'm over there for 10 days. I'm sure it'll fly by, but I plan to soak it up like a sponge and... And yeah, report back to you guys. That newsletter should be good. Um, that that yeah. will, that will fly straight into your email inbox. That, you know, people won't get that anywhere else. That will come straight to you in your emails. 
like a, like a tall diary. It'll be in my diary from, from Brisbane and Townsville and Perth, bringing you the behind-the-scenes stuff that the cameras don't show, me, me behind-the-scenes kind of thing, backstage and all, all, all that game. And at the open training session, I'll do, I'll do some talking points from that. Yeah, loads to take from it, Dan. Um, I'm sure it'll fly by. I won't get much sleep, I don't think. But, um, yeah, I'll be, it'll be, I'll be soaking up like a sponge and, like you say, get on that newsletter if you can. I'll, I'll be... I'll be uh, yeah, reporting every everything from it, even beer prices if you want them or anything, any food. If I if I see a kangaroo in the street, I'll be I'll be warned about bin chickens. They're called them. Google bin, bin chicken, chickens. bin chickens. I've heard about them. They're massive birds. They got beaks like that, and they, they ride the bins. So, but oh yeah, it's yeah, honestly. Well, uh, we have foxes roaming the street at night. They have bin chickens in Australia. They're they're three times bigger than foxes now. That's what I've heard, yeah. So I've been what? Somebody having you on? My brother. My brother lives in he lives in Sydney, doesn't he? He's oh, talking about God. bin chickens, so uh, we said watch out for them. See that that's what you got on the newsletter. <laughs> so if you sign up to the newsletter I'll put the link in the description follow us on if you're watching this Facebook live obviously you follow the Facebook page there'll be plenty of stuff here Claret Blue Pod on Twitter as well there'll be plenty of stuff from Ash photos, videos, talking points uh, little snippets from training sessions or pubs and fan chants and all kind of stuff I don't know how much media presence will be over there in terms of general stuff so um, obviously your your feet on the ground for us over here in the UK so yep. we want you to go and experience it and feed it back to us so yep uh, yeah, in a lucky position, and, and we'll share all that we can from that. Also, it'd be nice to see Villa win a couple of those games over there as well, wouldn't it? All three, in fact. You would assume, I'm making an assumption here, that the, the away kit will come out in Australia. My marketing words commercially. Yeah. And play against Man United in the away kit or something like that, and have this big kind of fanfare by, yeah. by the away kit in, in Perth or wherever it was, you said. And yeah. then the UK can buy it back here on the same day or something. From a marketing point of view and a content point of view, if I was in charge, I'd be yeah. doing it in Australia because it's a big yeah. opportunity. So, yeah, while you're over there, keep an eye out for the away kit as well if you see anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that'll do for this little uh, this little day. Uh, this will be the last time that we check in whilst you're in the UK. We are going to do this tomorrow in, in person in the office, but plans were, were scuppered. So I thought we'd just jump on this morning to do it. Um, We'll try and catch up on Friday. If not, it'll be Saturday. I know you said it's a bit of a day off, but a day yeah, off, yeah. you know, jump on for 15 minutes or so and give us a flavour, even of the pub you sat in. We'll just have a brief chat and see how you are. Um, but yeah, we'll see what we can do Friday. We'll, we'll, we'll let you decide that though, how the travel's yep. been and how tired you are. If you fancy jumping on from the hotel and it's kind of like three, four o'clock UK time, um, we'll have another kind of catch up then and, and see how things are going. Um, but yeah, until then, Ash, have a safe flight, have a safe trip and enjoy it. Um, yep. Thanks for everyone who watched along on this Facebook Live and who's watching this on the podcast feed later uh, on Tuesday. If you've got any questions or anything that you want Ash to look out for while he's over there, get them in the comments and um, yeah, we'll see what we can do for you. Thank you very much for watching and uh, we'll see you again in Australia. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.